Thank you guys for coming to the the One More Idea podcast. This is Michael Moore here. I'm Michael DeLuna. And today uh, we're just going to, you know, uh, give you that one more idea that helps you break through to the other side. You know, uh, we always open this show with the Thomas Edison quote. Yeah. Um, I have not failed. I found 10,000 ways that won't, won't work. Yeah. And we say all he needed was one idea, yeah. you know, that one idea. And I was reading up on that quote. And, you know, he he said that uh, he looked at it like it was a 10,000 step um, instructional, you know, like 10,000 step process. Mm -hmm. Like, isn't that such an interesting perspective? Like, you know, instead of like, wow, I failed, I should give up. What if there's just five more steps you have to take and then boom, you succeed? Yeah. You know, well, there's some programs like uh, I have a friend that's in the medical field and uh, he told me that during his training, um, they actually, they don't judge you whether you fail or succeed. They, they judge you on your research. Mm. So I thought that that was pretty, like the mindset behind that is like, it's okay to fail, but what did you learn? And so, you know, and John Maxwell has a book that says, sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. That's the truth. Like you win as you learn. And so Thomas Edison, like, it's so funny you said you researched that. Cause I did too. Like after we kept saying it over and over. I was like, what else did he say? Because that that's such a powerful quote, man. <laughs> like, I literally say that a lot. Like, you know, mm-hmm. because people feel, our society feels like it's it's not um, acceptable to fail. Like, oh, you failed. You're like, your, your favorite sports team loses a game, and they're just like the biggest losers of all. But the truth is, is that like, if they made it to the semifinals or the finals, like that's that that's actually really hard to do. Mm-hmm. And But you never remember second place. It's only who won. So, yeah. man, so what's up with the video, man? So we're on video. I mean, this is crazy. We're you know? on video. <laughs> hey. No, no more hidden agents behind the, the, the um, Audible or, you know, now we're actually. Um, and they get to see behind the scenes. Yeah. They get to see, you know, our setup yeah. and what we're using. We got some new monitors and a little bit on that here in a minute. We got a mixer. Yeah. We got the, the studio headphones. I mean, we're, you know, we're going places, Michael. We're, we're going. We're, and, and we got the banner coming, guys. Y'all should be re- ready for that. We have, and uh, and also just before we get kind of going on the ideas, man, I just want to thank everybody for such a great season last year. Like I, we had so many great followers from all over, and every time I would go to church, like everybody was saying, it was so motivational. And I had people saying, well, you guys really need to jump back on and do it again. So we're just taking it to another level with the video, man. We really feel like this is going to take it, you know, another level, stepping it up. But we've had a lot of time to come up with some more ideas that I know is going to be so impactful. So I'm ready for this. Uh, it's much needed uh, to go ahead and get the year kicked off right. I mean, we're still in January. So what what yep. better time to do this than now? So. Well, hey, why don't we go ahead and jump into the idea blitz Okay. and get that in. Uh, you guys will notice I'm just kind of looking back, making sure everything's good. So yeah. you might don't just ignore me, <laughs> uh, <coughs> but I'll, I'll kick the idea it's blitz like, off. It's like we're two like airline pilots, man, just checking the gauges and making sure we're flying, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, the one idea blitz I had is about these speakers. Yeah. Okay. So... If you guys followed us on our podcast, then you'll know that at one point I talked about sometimes uh, you, you got to take like the path of least resistance. Yeah. And somebody blessed us with these speakers and um, they didn't work, but I didn't give up. Yeah. I, I was more like, well, let me research. I wonder if these are fixable. What can I see? And uh, come to find out you can solder and change out some capacitors. 
and uh, fix them. And it's really easy if you know how to solder. But at that point in time, I had way too much going on. So I shelved it, but I didn't forget about it. I just put it on the shelf and I was like, you know, maybe I'll tackle this later on down the road. Well, now at our church, we've been recording. We've Mm -hmm. been mixing a lot, even with this podcast and doing a whole bunch of different things musically. And we needed some better monitors. So I was like, you know what? Let me go back to the monitor situation and see what's up with it. Uh, Took me... $10 and a little bit of, uh, you know, Southern engineering and I fixed them and here we are. We've got some awesome studio monitors that we can use for recording for the church and other things that were donated to us in the first place. And all it took was fixing them for $10. So I'm wondering what is, what is it with that thing that, you know, you're ready to give up on and maybe it's time that you just look at it from a different angle, you know, put it on the shelf. And, and it's not like I stopped thinking about them. You know, I just put it on the shelf. Like in the process of me putting that on the shelf, um, I also got me a way better soldering setup. That was about a $70 purchase. That yeah. was my Christmas present to me, <laughs> you know. Right. And I practiced soldering on some other things. And in the mean the meantime, like uh, just naturally was improving over time to where now I was able to fix those no problem. Wow, that's 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 powerful. Like I got so many just ahas from that. Uh, So there, you know, that's one one thing where people say, you know, like because that that literally, if he didn't put the effort in, I mean, those speakers would have been thrown out, and somebody else Mm would have probably been like, "Wow, look at these monitors!" But they do sound amazing, and um, it's it's pretty awesome to see. At one point, I walked in and those monitors were just literally on the shelf, and now they're they're working and sound amazing. So. I love that, man. So I have one that, based on, you know, you you asked me to share this. You know, we were uh, rolling out uh, a fairly, uh, a song that had a difficult intro, you know, for me, uh, musically. And so, you know, Michael sent something out and said, hey, we have a new video and we have this and that. And then he goes, no pressure. And the first thing I thought about was, uh, you know, I responded immediately that pressure only comes when you're unprepared. And so I started thinking about that and Michael brought it up just a minute ago. And so my blitz idea is if you're feeling the pressure then maybe you need to prepare a little better like if you have a speech to give um you know maybe you need to rehearse it more or you need to speak about a topic that you're really familiar with um or or you really have to become familiar with it so i think that that's a good thing because there's a lot of people that probably deal with pressure that leads to anxiety that leads Mm -hmm. to other things when the all reality if you're more prepared then the pressure will tend to kind of go away a little bit maybe not all the way but at least you'll feel more confident and at least you know that you were ready for whatever the task is you know yeah and you know preparation can make or break any team and uh what and we were talking about this earlier um you know uh, talent and and mm-hmm. preparation are two completely different things, and mm-hmm. you see this a lot with musicians. And this is a shout out to all my musical yeah. buddies out there too. Me and Mike, we play music. You yeah. know, I'm a worship uh, director, worship pastor, uh, music director, whatever you want to call it. But within that uh, whole like world of music, there is this thing called preparation, and you can always tell. Um, there's almost like there's talented musicians, like just naturally talented who can just show up and hear it and play it. Right. But Mm -hmm. then there's, what if, what if you have a musician who's not only talented, but they have preparation, 
And it comes back to that whole idea, uh, actually a John Maxwell podcast I heard Mm -hmm. where he talks about, you know, don't just be a talented person, be like Michael Jordan, who was a talent plus person. So get your talent, but then add something like passion to it. Passion doesn't require talent. Um, Add something like preparation to it. Preparation doesn't require talent. But if you take a talented person and then you find all these other areas, um, I actually have them listed out somewhere. Mm Mm-hmm. But there's all these other areas of talent um, that if you add it to it, it can enhance your talent. So you're a talent plus person, you know, uh, it's stuff like attitude. Mm -hmm. It's stuff like, you know, um, like you have a talented person, but they always have a bad attitude. They're going to get fired real quick and in a hurry, (laughs) you know, quick, fast and in a hurry. They're going to get off that team. Nobody's going to want to be with them. It doesn't matter how talented they are because they have a bad attitude. Uh, you've heard the saying attitude determines altitude. Yeah. You know, so I, I think if you're out there and you're one of those people who's talented, I would encourage you begin looking at the characteristics that don't require talent, incorporate them. And you will, if you feel like you're getting good opportunities now, what, just wait and see the opportunities that the doors that are going to open, you know, because people are going to talk behind the scenes behind your back. Uh, everybody has a, that, that sounds negative, but basically what I'm saying is everybody has a narrative about everybody, you know, and, if you're talented, but you have a bad attitude, what do you think that narrative is going to be that they have of you? Yeah. You know, is it going to be negative or is it going to be positive? Yeah. And That's so true. Yeah. So, well, let's let's even dive a little bit into that. So there are a couple factors, but let me just bring this question up. So what if you have somebody that is not as talented, but they have the passion, they have the attitude they have you know they practice or whatever um if they're an athlete they keep their body in tip-top shape they eat right they work out a lot a musician you know you're rehearsing you're practicing you're um, studying with a metrodome so many different things is it possible that the person that puts in more work than the talented person can also be successful you know that's another flip side because i've i've talked to i've seen people that aren't as talented as someone else but it always seems like they end up you know, winning, they end up being successful, they end up outlasting the person with talent. So that makes you start to kind of wonder if maybe these other factors are even more important than talent. I mean, I've seen talented musicians and that they just kind of fade away or nobody wants to deal with them because they're just such a bad attitude. Like Michael said, mm-hmm. I've rehearsed with them. They're arrogant, they're ego. And it's just like, man, but we're not I, just talking about our church. No, not, no, this <laughs> so is, this is, people is, I mean, this is like, I, a, I know where you're, yeah, it's across the board, man. And I mean, yeah. I, I get it. Like I've, I've been around talented people say, wow, man, you just have an amazing gift. And the ones that are humble, I love it. I love being around because I learned the ones that are just so arrogant, it's hard to even stand to be in the same room. Mm -hmm. And it's not just in music. It's in business. There are some employees that think they're just all that. There's some athletes that think that I don't have to lift weights, man. I'm, I'm a, you know, like a um, division one athlete going to, you know, I'm a five star ranked athlete about to be recruited from a division one school. And, and the the point is, is that I think what Michael was touching on is that there are other factors besides just being really gifted. There's there, there are other factors involved. And I think for those that look at themselves and say, man, I'm not as gifted as Michael is on guitar. If you persevere, if you have the, the passion, the desire, like he did with those speakers, man, you won't give up. You'll just keep doing it. 
and um, it will you will improve. And man, I'm I'm thrilled about what you said about the guy at the other church. You know, Michael tell a story if he wants to kind of jump into it. But within a three month period, he extremely improved on 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 something on sound. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. on sound. And I mean, what if you would have just been like, man, this is what I am. I'm mediocre. There are other people that do sound way better than me, and um, didn't even become obsessed is the word that the guy used. And man, obsession is not is not bad. Like some people mm-hmm. think obsession on with drugs, yes. Yes, that's bad. It's gonna kill you. Obsession with becoming the best that you can be at something, I don't think that's that's wrong. I don't think that's a problem. So anyway, so good already, man. So many good things. And I'll I'll tell that story. Yeah. And then I think we'll just make this the big idea. Okay. And uh, you yeah. know, um <clears throat> I know you got a big idea. I got idea. one, man, but okay. yeah, no, this so is we'll, fun. Our next episode which uh, if we have today uh enough time today we might have two episodes but yeah. you guys are only going to see this one <laughs> and yeah. we're gonna we got to keep them on our, on their toes we have to you man. know so we have to um so yeah that story and then actually the cool thing about the video and just what we're doing right now is that uh you know we we can i can have something pulled up that i need i can research stuff no, we cool. can yeah. talk to people we, sure we can. can give shout outs to people you know yeah so uh so anyways, with live streaming and broadcast, I have been really just in the woodshed, you know, just doing everything I can to get better. And we had this guy come to our church and uh, he was phenomenal, yeah. you know, had a really good ear and just a really good knack, just brilliant uh, sound engineer, went to school for it. But uh, for me, I was like, well, that's my textbook. You know, I'm going to ask him questions. I picked him up from the airport, brought him to our church, brought him back to the airport. We were talking. I ended up working with him and, uh, you know, just as far as like with his company, he hired me to do sales and constantly talking for like months. We were just always having sound engineering questions. And here I am just a sponge absorbing. Okay. And I really, 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 really want to hone in on that word sponge for Mm -hmm. a second. Um, because you know, with any, uh, Oh, I was listening to a masterclass with the engineer from Bethel mm-hmm. and he was saying the best way to learn is to like with different cultures and different languages, they say to submerse yourself in that yeah. culture, submerse yeah. yourself in that language. And he said, if you want to be a better sound engineer, uh, what you should do is you should start listening to good mixes. And he said, start with stems. He said, yes, it's good to buy a textbook, but what you can do is you can take the recordings in the Christian music field. And even in the secular, you can buy, uh, like the stems from an actual recording and solo just one channel, like the bass guitar, mm-hmm. listen to what the bass guitar sounds like for this recording at this church for this performance, you know, and try to do everything within your ear for your church or your situation yeah. to match that sound. And then go through every single channel, do it with the voices, do it with the instruments, with the bass, with the guitar, with gotcha. the piano, with the auxiliary drums, you know, whatever, and try to match it to a T. Mm-hmm. And I just naturally have always been that kind of person. I actually read in a book, the first 20 hours, how to learn anything. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's something it confirmed it for me in that book. And then I was like, something that I've always done is that with the creation process with production, there's this first stage of like sponge learning, absorbing. And then there's the second stage of like sitting on what you learned and just, uh, marinating in it and just meditating on it. And then there's the application like producing 
creating. And it's always kind of like you need to understand which part of that process you're in. Yeah. So come back to this guy. Uh, his name's Jason Harris. He's the worship pastor at Carpenter's Way. Right. He, we were sitting down and he was like, you know, it's funny. Excuse me. He was like, I'll buy your lunch today, but you're going to have to come to our church and help us with our live stream. Right. <laughs> and we got barbecue, of course. <laughs> so, uh, excuse me, I got the burpees. <laughs> so I sat down for his live stream and after 45 minutes, he was like, dude, there's something different about the way you're mixing now. And I didn't realize it, but I have exponentially, mm-hmm. um, increased my talent with it mm-hmm. and my knowledge of it and everything. And I'm sitting here telling him, well, well, get out your phone and take notes. You should turn this down. You should turn this up. You should focus on the gain with this. You should focus on this plugin, this effect. You should download this and get this. Yeah. And then I'm sitting here like, wow, you, you're right. Wow. <laughs> but it's because I applied this whole process of absorbing like a sponge, sitting on it, thinking about it, you know, uh, meditating, diving deep in it, really making it an imprint on you and your understanding and then applying it. Mm-hmm. So what, wow. that's a lot of talkie. That's really <laughs> powerful, man. What, what, what you just said. But I think, I think what we've set up so far is leading you to your big idea. So if you want to dive into that, man, we could spend the rest of the time like really just kind of peeling back the onion on that. Yeah. So here are six ways to go beyond talent. All right. And this is from John Maxwell. You can get it on his website. And uh, the first one is passion energizes your talent. Um, Passion creates a fire. It provides the fuel. Uh, So courage tests your talent to develop and discover our talent. We need courage. Mm as leaders, our hearts are of the utmost important. Courage molds our hearts. Teachability expands your talent. I'm just going to read the bullets. Mm-hmm. Relationships influence your talent. Responsibility strengthens your talent. Um, teamwork multiplies your talent. So here's the interesting thing about each one of these. So we have passion, courage, teachability, relationships, responsibility, and teamwork. Mm-hmm. Those exist outside of talent yes so that's where like we were talking about earlier you should be a talent plus one of these traits and john maxwell actually wrote a book about it Mm -hmm. about it i can't remember that might have the name of the book right here beyond talent i think is the name of it Mm -hmm. um but it's this whole idea that you know uh it's really um some people are just born gifted yeah. and talented. Yeah. And we see it all the time. Yeah. It's like anything they touch just turns to gold. But there's this whole other side of uh, people sometimes who are talented, but they have the other things that require no talent, like Michael Jordan. Yeah. He was a very hard worker. He was passionate. He played with all his heart. He, When he was up against a challenge, he didn't cower. He, he didn't just use his talents. He pushed beyond his talent and tapped into something that was, gr- I, I would almost go as far as to say greater than talent because, yeah. and here's the last point I'll make, and then yeah, you yeah, can kind yeah. of peel back the onion layers. Sure, sure. Um, somebody who has the plus qualities can outperform a person who has the talented qualities. Mm-hmm. And that's the main point that I'll make because you can, you know, you can't always get better with certain talents, but there are other traits that you can have that like, uh, you can outperform a talented person because let's say just 
uh, an example. Let's say, you know, the only person that uh, can get the taco today um, has to be there at a certain amount of time. Well, it's the most popular spot in town. And you have Bill and you have Joe. Mm -hmm. Joe can uh, drive faster than anybody in town. And he, he can like, he can t do Tokyo drift. He can take all the back roads and he can get there quicker than anybody. Mm -hmm. But Bill, um, thought ahead, he, he takes longer to get there. He doesn't have a good car. And let's say he, he had a blowout and had to change the tire. Well, he left an hour early and got there before the other guy, even right. though he could get there faster. Yeah. It, or it's like the tortoise and the hare. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's kind of what um, I thought about when you started saying that. So yeah. it, talent doesn't always, you know, determine, uh, you know, your level of performance, good or bad. Yeah. I love that. So in, in, in the, you know, the article or whatnot, the book, he started off by mentioning like passion. You know, he said, uh, passion is, is the number one thing. And, and, in my business, we always talk about the the why, and and so what I typically do is when I'm meeting with somebody, and they're excited because usually what I find that happens is when somebody wants to start something new, uh, whether it's a new business, whether it's a new um, you know talent like um, I want to play guitar, I want to play, want to sing or whatever, it, it's uh, usually you don't have to. They're not going to walk in the office and say you know. I just want I want to learn how to play guitar, man. Like they're usually like upbeat and excited, mm -hmm. or hey, I want to start a new business. They're excited. It's it's whenever they sometimes realize they either do or don't have the talent is what causes them to to feel defeated, if you will. But if you notice in this article, he made passion the number one thing over everything else because if you have passion, if you have a why, a desire. Usually that will outlast the the the, the days that you um, are not as talented or you feel like maybe I'm not not as good at, at doing this because I mean we've we've all doubted ourselves in one way or another with mm -hmm. something we're doing so I think that for one my my aha was the passion and then he also put on there the courage and. I mean, hey, look, passion and courage go hand in hand. Like my main thing, and we've talked a lot on this show about fear. And, you know, some people don't tap into what they want to do because they're really scared of the results, whether it's positive or negative. And I did say positive because there are some people that are actually scared of success, man. They're just like, well, if I if I become successful, then I'm going to have more responsibility mm -hmm. like people are going to expect more from me well what what's really wrong with that like what's wrong with someone expecting you to take it to another level i mean i wouldn't expect to see somebody's uh, musical ability to be the same you know next year i see them like literally I, I i would hope that next year i'm like wow you learned a whole lot more in one year just like you did with the the sound um mm -hmm. you know i mean you did that in like three months from just being a sponge. So, yep. I mean, I thought about that as you were speaking, is that he, you know, John Maxwell made passion and a courage at the very top. So you can have talent all day long and you don't have the passion or the courage. Nobody even knows you exist per se in that. Like, if we took a poll real quick of everyone listening or watching, rather, and, and even in our church, if we took a poll of what everybody's like hidden talent is, man, we might, we might find that there are some singers 
that we don't know mm-hmm. about. There's they just don't have the passion or the courage to step out and say, you know what? I think maybe this is something I should do, even if I'm not that good at it. I have the other factors. Maybe I'm not as talented as doing this, but I have the factors that go along with it. And then as you get more confident, you realize you do have the talent. I, I want to add something. No, to please that. do, please do. And maybe they do have the passion or the courage, but they don't have the responsibility. Yeah. So they they do step up and say something, but then they forget or or they they get offended when they don't get the opportunity. Um, but they uh, in pick up your feet because yeah. I don't want to step on anybody's toes. Sure, yeah. But they they don't follow up. They don't call. They don't show up. They don't like you know uh, put put the effort yeah. and take responsibility of themselves. They place the responsibility on the leader and say, "Well, the leader didn't remind me. Yeah, there you the go. leader didn't call me. The leader didn't reach out to me. The leader didn't do this. The leader didn't do that. The leader messed up. I'm offended. You know, see." Because you, you can have talent, you can have passion, you can have courage, but this is a great example of what can happen yeah. if, if you don't have responsibility. Now you're, you're, you're just a talented person. But if you would add responsibility to it, you would be a talent plus person where you would, like we talked about earlier, the door would open because you took responsibility upon yourself and you said, you know what? Um, I didn't get that call, but I'm just going to show up and just be a fly on the wall. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to watch rehearsal even though I didn't get invited. You know, I'm going to show up. Uh, um, I, I'm going to reach even though I didn't get reminded. I'm going to reach out and say, hey, uh, I noticed we haven't talked in a while. Yeah. And I just wanted to be, you know, uh, put a bug in your ear. Yeah. yeah and sure. just like say, hey, when can I go to rehearsal? Can I can I like when give me some songs? Give me something, you know, take responsibility for your talent. And uh, I'm sorry, I cut you off, man. No, man. No, I was just I, that's that's awesome. I was just going to actually bring up the a point that jumped out too about the relationships. Like, um, you know, uh, he talked a lot about, you know, the, the people you surround yourself with, because, again, you know, I, I always have this saying where, you know, if I'm in in a room and I'm the smartest guy in the room, I'm in the wrong room, you know, because <laughs> mm-hmm. because you, you're not going to grow if you're always the smartest guy. Like like if if your level of sounding engineering is everybody else is like, you're the guy at the church, you're the one that I, you know, so like you're not going to really get to the next level because you're pretty much at the top of your level amongst the people you're hanging out with so if i'm going to get to another level then i'm going to go like you did fly somebody in uh go hang out with somebody that's doing what you want to do at a very high level and hang out in that room yep and like you were saying about the sponge imagine what that would look like if you're aspiring to be a dancer or a singer and you're in a room of talented highly successful singers or dancers you, all you need to do is just be quiet and take as many notes as you can and absorb all of that wisdom and knowledge in there. And I assure you, if you go back to your perspective churches or wherever you you hang out at and you utilize your talent, you're going to see an increase just like Michael. Hey, man, in three months, you're just not the same person. What happened? You know, and that's what happened. You submerge yourself around people that are so much, you know, just at another level. And it's OK to realize I am the first to admit 
I'm not the most talented at everything I do. But one thing that I will give myself credit for is I find those people that are and I do everything I can to get a lunch with them, like Michael's saying. Or, mm-hmm. hey, look, I'm buying your lunch today. All I need for you to do is just give me an hour of your time. And while I'm there, I'm asking the best questions possible, and I'm letting them basically kind of renew my passion, renew my courage, hear their stories. Because for those that don't know, the quickest way to get somebody to jump on board with what you're doing is to tell stories. So for me is listening to someone's story, man, about their adversity and seeing that they're successful to me gives me so much courage because I look back at myself and say, you know, I had those same struggles and this person overcame it. And I know that I can, too. Hmm. So the relationship part is very important in what he was saying, too, because you got to watch who you surround yourself with, man. Like if you're always around people that are knocking your talent and telling you, listen, you like, you know, and I'm sure in a future podcast, we're going to talk about some of Michael's ventures with the barbecue situation. But if he would allow people to say, man, you need to stick to just being a worship pastor. Don't <laughs> barbecue like that's silly. There's so many restaurants in Southeast Texas. It's not going to work. Mm-hmm. He would have gave up on one of his biggest dreams and passions. So you got to watch who you surround yourself. When he tells me about his barbecue, dude, it's all like, great, man. Well, look, what, what can we do to get that going? Because it's a great idea. I never would say, that's stupid, man. Stick to what you know. You know, so... Who do you surround yourself with and who are your top, like, say, five relationship? Um, who is advising you right now? We've talked about that before. But if you have great talent, but you're getting bad advice, it's not it's not really good. So, anyway. okay. so uh, I'll close this out. I'll yeah, land the please, plane. Please. Yeah, I'm going to talk about these last uh, these these two. Um, Actually, you, you okay? So you hit relationships. Yep. I'm going to talk about teachability. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so here's the interesting thing about teachability. I have a story about something that happened recently. Teachability is not so much about competence and mental capacity as it is about attitude. Mm. Uh, it is the desire to learn, uh, listen, and apply. And when we stop learning, we stop leading. Um, And to make an impact as leaders, we must expand our knowledge base and pursue constant learning. That's good. And our hunger to learn will inevitably pour over into those around us. So I recently heard about somebody who got kicked out of a band Mm -hmm. and it had nothing to do with talent. Um, It was more about just sometimes there's decisions that have to be made. Yeah. Political decisions. You know, we get this and it comes with the territory. Yeah. Sometimes you just uh, don't make the cut. But after and what you do can determine other opportunities and and thing doors that may open up. So, um, you know, the the way that it played out, the person actually uh, didn't have quite as good of an attitude about it. But this, this right here, teachability, you know, like I said, it had nothing to do with talent. Um, and if you would, like, I'll use myself as, as an example, just to make mm-hmm. it a little bit easier in case anybody's listening who may know who I'm talking about, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, cause I don't want to step on anybody's toes, but I really, really, really do want somebody to, to get this yeah, yeah, as a takeaway, mm-hmm. you know? So the first time I ever played a gig, I got asked to get off the stage and, uh, I wasn't prepared, but my cousin told me, he said, Hey, just feel it. Just feel the music and feel where it needs to go. And you'll be fine. Cause I, I w- was a good musician in the beginning stages. Um, cause it was about my first two years of playing and, 
so I was like, okay, I mean, he's been playing longer than me. He must know. So we got up on uh, the stage, which was just an open mic. Mm -hmm. And um, what he forgot to realize is that once the adrenaline hits you Mm. and once you start seeing people and the nerves hit you and everything, this is my first gig, you know, even more so with a first gig, Uh, despite it just being an open mic, a small tiny little like not a big deal not a lot of people there well the owner of the bar and there's like only maybe a dozen people at this restaurant bar you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. not a lot of people uh if this gives you an idea of how bad it was the owner of the bar comes up and whispers in my cousin's ear like hey uh you know something doesn't sound right and either you need to get off or he needs to get off the stage but somebody's got to get down because it just doesn't sound right Mm -hmm. so my cousin comes over and says that to me and he says and i don't think it's me wow (laughs) but he's the one who told me you just got to feel it but i wasn't prepared you know back to the preparation thing um because pressure can't exist what was your response like after all that happened well, I just want to make this point. Yeah. I felt the pressure. Right. But there's no pressure yeah. whenever there's preparation. Yeah. yeah. If I would have been prepared, I wouldn't have felt the pressure. Right. And I would have done better. Yeah. My response is that I'll never be unprepared ever again because yeah. I was teachable, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, just with myself, I, I taught myself, I had an open mind instead of having a bad attitude and saying, well, you know what, forget them. They don't know what they were talking about. You know, I'll never play a gig again. Yeah. And, you know, um, don't ever call me. Don't ever ask me to play with you again. I'm not going to play music with you again. And, you know, j- you can see how the attitude can start to just kind of snowball and it can affect all oh, these yeah. other things. So, uh I've never been asked to get off the stage ever again. <laughs> wow. You know, in fact, I've been asked to come back and play again, you yeah. know, at different venues and stuff. And um, so it just goes to show you to remain teachable, to keep an open mind. And when things aren't working, when you're hitting that wall, you know, uh, turn off the negativity, turn off the realist, turn off the, the part of you that's like, well, things just Uh, this is how things are going and this is just how it is. Well, what if you kept a positive attitude and you're like, well, maybe I can change it. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's a better way. Maybe I take responsibility. Maybe I can do something different. And I think that's where it all starts. When, when you want doors to open, when you want different opportunities, especially even with the barbecue thing, you know, I have taken complete responsibility of it for myself. And I think, um, this segues us to the close, which is, you know, Albert Einstein says, um, you can't change your problems with the same thinking you used when you created them. Absolutely. That's a good quote. We make our own problems, you know, and what if you take a step back and look at it like, what's the solution? Yeah. And I would even encourage you ask yourself that because it's scientifically proven that are psychologically proven that when you ask yourself a question, your mind starts to race to find the answer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So if you ask yourself, what what is the solution to whatever the situation is, your mind, your subconscious mind is automatically just going to start racing to find the answer. Yeah. And the more that you think about it, the more that you ask yourself that question, eventually your mind will generate the answer. Yeah. It just yeah. happens naturally. Yeah. Man, I... I like what he said. Uh, if you stop learning, you stop leading. So mm. that's powerful what uh, John Maxwell was saying in that. Because, man, I I think the key to to um, 
life's improvements is definitely learning. Like he he learned a lesson. His cousin told him something, and Michael said, "You know what? I went with it because he had more. What do you say? He had more experience. But in all reality, if Michael would have been more prepared, then it would have been a, a better experience than just winging it. So." You can wing it if you have talent, but if you want to take it to the next level, man, I tell you, it's nothing like being prepared. And uh, take some of these tips that we gave today um, uh, on how uh, the passion is awesome. Courage, be teachable, be coachable, obviously. Um, even if you're at your top of your game, man, there's always somebody else that can show you. Or mm -hmm. I always like to tell people that if you don't have anybody that can teach you a better way, look at people that are doing what you're wanting to do or doing and that are failing at it. Because you can take notes from somebody that is not doing well either mm -hmm. and just do the opposite. You know, so um, your mind is a powerful thing. So use it. And so, I, man, I'm glad we jumped back in, man. It's just so good. It feels so comfortable to be doing this again. And uh, we're looking forward to expanding our listeners and mm -hmm. obviously adding video to it so we can uh, sh show you guys our smiling faces. So anyway, you want to land the plane, man. We're, yeah. we're good to go. Well, make sure you guys <laughs> like and share. And uh, we're going to be posting this on YouTube and Facebook. So thank you guys so much for joining us on the thank One you. More Idea podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you.